Welcome to the Sick and Successful Podcast. If you're a business owner, work in corporate, or have a side hustle you're passionate about, you're going to want to stick around because I promise to ask the tough questions and talk about the things others shy away from. You know, what it's really like to own a business and be chronically ill. I'm going to give you that push you need towards following your dreams and be the friend you come back to week after week to talk about the real things in life and in business. If you have goals and are working towards them, if you're determined to be successful, no matter what life's obstacles get in the way, this podcast is for you. Dream big and tune in. Welcome back to the Sick and Successful podcast. This is your host, Natalie Supes. I'm so excited to introduce my guest today. We are actually in person, which is super fun. I think I've recorded like I don't know, five in-person episodes ever. So this is really, really exciting. And never with a guest. Oh no, once with a guest. So anyways, without further ado, please welcome Danielle Hoban. She is the CEO and founder of Bloom Aesthetics, which is a spot and brow bar as well as an academy. She has been in business for just over a year now. And I'm so excited to have this conversation because she has experience that I think is very common and again, not talked about very often. She started Bloom Aesthetics, first of all, in the middle of a pandemic, which we'll, we'll get to, but as well with no real like business school or, or business background, kind of just went into it with a lash background. So welcome, Danielle. Thank you. Hi. <laughs> Thank you for doing this with me. We are co-working today, so we're going to be working out in the sun and we decided to film a film to record a podcast for you guys while we are here. So tell me, what made you decide to start your business and, and how, uh, what gave you the courage to do that in the middle of a pandemic? And how did that go? Sheer stupidity. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I just, uh, I got some money from my family and I sat on it for a little while. Um, of course, during the closures that we were experiencing. Um, and I decided that I wanted to, at first, build a house. <laughs> but that all didn't work out. <laughs> I guess the universe had a, a better idea for me. Um, and uh, I was just talking to my clients about what I should do. They said, you know, like, why don't you open a business? And I was like, I don't know what I am doing. Like, I've never been a supervisor or a manager or ran anything in my entire life. Um, so I don't know if I'd be good at that. And they're like, oh, just wing it. And I was like, Okay. <laughs> so, um, I just started looking online at, uh, some places that were available and, and then I booked an appointment to go and view one. Um, the first place that I saw was not that great. I would have had to spend a lot of money to fix that up. But then I did, I had this vision in my head, like I wanted gray floors and white walls and a big open exposed ceiling and, I walked into the second place and that was exactly what it was. And all I had to do was knock down one wall and then build the rooms that I wanted to. So I did that. And then the first day that I had opened or the first day I was set to open was um, November 15th and we got shut down November 12th. So I That was 2021, right? (laughs) Um, Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that was our longest oh, no, shutdown. That was 2020. Yeah, it was 2020. 2020. November. Yes. Yeah, yeah. sorry. Yeah, it was 2020. Yeah. yeah, that was our longest shutdown. I was thinking, okay, it's going to be like two months. But I didn't get to open until March 15th. 
of 2021. Yeah. So having my business just sitting there ready and me not being able to even work in it or be able to take clients at my in my home, like, it was a struggle emotionally, yeah. mentally. Um, But once I, I got the doors open, it was like, holy crap. <laughs> I have to hire people. So I hired people and then I was training them and, and then people were coming to me asking me like, you know, I'm their boss. I'm the leader. I have to figure this out, right? Like, fake it till you make it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, it was it was a whirlwind. I just figured it out as I went along and and I had gone through some staff, you know, people that weren't taking their job seriously or <laughs> stealing from me. There was so many experiences that I had in the first year with staff, but now like I'm a year into it, just over a year and I feel really good about it. I feel really confident. I made a big mistake of going on Groupon and and trying to get clients that way, not knowing what I was doing because I mm-hmm. wasn't a manager or didn't have any of that experience of how to like bring clients in. Right. And then during Touch on that, that time like when so what happened with Groupon so I know this happens to a lot of business owners when they first start is mm-hmm. it seems so appealing like you will be able to make money still bring clients in so why did you say it was a big mistake so that part was great like I got lots of clients and I was making money but then I realized every single client that I was making was like paying 50% off and I was not making the money that I should have been mm-hmm. And then also the kind of clients that you get from Groupon are the type of people that are always looking for a deal. Yeah. And when they don't have their Groupon, they won't come back. Yeah. So out of all of the clients that we saw, which I don't know, were probably like hundreds, maybe have two retaining clients from that. Mm. Because those people were the type of people that actually really liked their experience and weren't there just for the deal. Yeah. But since we got rid of Groupon... And I have had you as our social media manager. Um, or my team. My team, or not team. me. Yes, yes. <laughs> but I was team. her first social media manager. We'll get into that as well. Yes, you were. <laughs> that was amazing. Yeah. I know you said we're going to get into that, but I want to get into that okay. now. Like, that was amazing, though. Like, uh, you gave me, I got a student. I got an employee, a good employee from that. I got so many, I think my first like week of using your services, I got like nine appointments and I was like, holy shit, like this actually works. Like <laughs> social media works. So, social media works. I didn't know what the hell I was doing. Oh I, God. yeah. And the things that you did with my page, like my page looks so pretty when I, I can actually scroll through my page and I know when I've like had to stop using you and then like my own posts and I'm like, oh, <laughs> You guys have actually heard about Danielle on this podcast probably multiple times because I just say that my, it was a friend of mine who had a business and asked me and then that's how I got into it. But I credit you to, to this business because I always was looking for some, I knew like I have business experience. I, that I always wanted to be an entrepreneur, but I never could click like, what am I really good at that I can charge people for other than business, which like, uh, yes, I'm a business coach, but it's not something I want to do full time. Mm -hmm. And then that first week where your business was like exploding and everything was awesome and I'm at home on mat leave with my daughter, I'm like, oh, this could be a thing. <laughs> like business owners need this because that you don't have marketing experience or business experience background of everything. Yeah. Yeah. I know there's some, but I was definitely one of the people that <laughs> just like winked it. And yeah, if, sure. if you weren't there to help me and like give me advice and stuff, I feel like I would have not 
had that knowledge of what to do next. Mm. And then, like, every time we get together, though, I I tell Khalil this. Khalil's my fiancé. I tell him this, like, every time we hang out, I come home with all this new information. I'm like, we're going to do this, and we're going to do this, and we're going to do this, and you're going to do this with your business, and Natalie said we need to do this, and we do it, and it works, and we're just like, oh my god, like, we love hanging out with this woman. <laughs> She's well, the I best. Well, I the same way, because, first of all, everyone needs a business bestie, because mm-hmm. there's things like... Whatever, there's things in business where, you, yeah, of course you tell your partner, but, like, they don't get it unless yeah. they own their own business. And even then, it's probably not the same type of business. Yeah. And having someone to be like, oh, my God, I just closed this client or this just happened in my business or someone who understands, like, we haven't talked in six months, but, like, hey, stop ignoring me, biatch. <laughs> I know. <laughs> we do that, though. Yeah. That's, like, our life. Like, we've known each other for years. And Should like, we talk about – let's talk about how we met each yeah, other. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Okay, so this is a story you're going to want to, like, sit down for, because it's probably not what you expect. So yes, we are now in our mid-30s. Oh my god, that makes me feel old. But we met when I was 15. I was 16. You were 16. So yeah, I was 15. (laughs) So I was dating this guy that I met off of, I believe, MSN Messenger, and he was 18, I was 15, which is a red flag already, Hmm. and I... Didn't know very much about him, actually. When when all of this went down, I was probably dating him for, like, I don't know, a few weeks, maybe a month at the time, like, from memory. I probably hung out with him maybe, like, four or five times at that point, so it wasn't, like, a very serious relationship. But something happened where he wasn't answering me. I think we were supposed to hang out or something, and he ghosted. That wasn't even a thing back then was ghosting, but, yeah, he did. And all of a sudden, I got a phone call. So I was actually at one of my best friend's house, who is still one of my best friends. Um, We'll get into that a little bit more as well. But her name is Amanda, and we were having a sleepover. And I got a phone call from Danielle, who I didn't know at the time. So it was just a random voice. You can take over. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I had gotten a phone call from my boyfriend and he had told me that this girl was not stopping calling him and he wanted me to tell her to stop calling him. And I was like, oh, okay. So I just, he gave me her phone number and I called her and just said, hey, like, you know, um, my boyfriend doesn't want you to call him anymore. I don't know, like, why you're calling him. And then all of a sudden... She says, um, you mean my boyfriend? And I was like, um, okay, wait, what? (laughs) So, so it was me saying uh, my boyfriend. So yes, we were both dating the same guy at the same time. And he was being very adamant for you to get off the phone. What happened was we stayed on the phone for like three hours, all of us, all three of us. (laughs) Those were the days where you could like stay on the phone and for endless amounts of time. And then very quickly we met up in person. Like we... I don't know, I guess Mama said Messenger was a thing. So we probably added each other and talked. And then we decided to meet up in person because there was no photos. There was no Facebook. There was no, like, we didn't even know. I had no idea what this girl looked like. So we decided to meet, if you're from Winnipeg, we decided to meet at Polo Park. And we stroll up, or I stroll up, I get off the bus. And she's wearing literally the exact same thing as me. Like, the exact same (sighs) thing. Except she had black, uh, brown hair and I had... Blonde? blonde? Was I fully blonde then? I don't know. But I had light hair for sure. You were um, in your emo stage. No, I wasn't. It was in high school. It was prior to Miles. So I was actually not. You yet. had blonde hair, long blonde hair. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so we were <laughs> we were like the same but not the same. And pretty much the rest is history. Like we've been best friends ever since with ups and flow, downs and flows and whatever. Mm-hmm. 
yeah, we've we've always stayed close. So thank you, Kevin Gregorchuk. Yes, thank you. <laughs> Not that he'll ever hear this, but if no. he does, or if you're his wife, <laughs> lol. <laughs> Okay, so yeah. getting back into business, I'd love to know what's something that you learned like in the first year that you think would be helpful to a new business owner who doesn't know anything about business? Don't go on Groupon. <laughs> <laughs> Invest in social media. That is I didn't a pay huge her to one. say that, you guys, I swear. No, no. <laughs> it's the thing that helped me though, like investing in social media, um, getting those Google ads, um, and then also like a lot of people have screens in front of their faces. So getting in front of a person's face means you have to get in the screen. So that means like reaching out to people, like talking to people, engaging with people on social media, whether it is Instagram or Facebook, or I, I don't have like Twitter, but LinkedIn, <laughs> sure. exactly. TikTok, exactly. Yeah. Even yeah. Google. Honestly, yeah. yeah. But getting in front of people and talking to them, engaging with them, I don't know what services these people was ha would have, but like for me, I got into doing what I do because I've always wanted to help people. Mm -hmm. So when I led with that, like, I want to help you with this. Let me help you. I would love to help you. People are like, okay, yes, like, yeah. I will let you help me. Yeah. So like, that's definitely, and then the staff, like, don't be scared to fire yeah. Like the first time I had to fire somebody, they had screwed up so many times. I gave them so many chances. I just did not want to fire them. Like I cried the night before I knew I was going to fire them. And then during me firing them, I was the one crying <laughs> because you're like, to me, yeah. I'm, like, I'm ruining their life. Yeah. Like, you know, I'm taking their income away from them. But yeah, after that, it got a little bit easier. It does get easier. And then yeah. staff started respecting me a little bit more once they started seeing that, you know, I let somebody go. Yeah. And yeah, those were, that's probably the biggest ones. Yeah. I think, I think every business owner will remember their first fire. I've cried before mine as well. Mm -hmm. Mine was pretty quick. Mine was like a month into my business, but I just, it wasn't the right fit and I had to do it and it, I didn't do it in the best. I mean, it was an online hire, but I think I did it via Voxer or something like that, <laughs> which like probably shouldn't have. But uh, yeah, everyone will remember their first, first fire. There is an episode called Hire slowly fire quickly so you guys can listen to that if you want to hear a little bit more but that yeah that's really important another thing I wanted to chat about was what are some things that you've learned like I know you're in a course specifically for spa and business owners mm -hmm. so what is something key that you've learned from that course um the engagement from this course the first things that they teach you is tracking your numbers mm. once I saw my numbers and then saw the things that I needed to pay in the month. I was like, okay, well, now I have to calculate how many services at what price I need to get to in order to pay these things for this month. And then I started going on to Facebook and um, joining Facebook groups and just making posts, engaging with people's posts, messaging them about their posts, and then posting on the Facebook market of looking for models at a discounted price. But this is also a way for me to get my name out in yeah. front of people, people that may not follow me on Instagram yet mm -hmm. um, or might not know about me through Instagram because I do have a lot of followers there, but, you know, Facebook is different. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I, I was engaging with people. And in the first week, I had booked, I don't know, maybe I think it was at about five new clients a day. 
And in the past, that was about one client every two days. Right. And I was like, holy crap, this thing is working. And I surpassed the amount that I had to make up that month. And I was like, wow, like I can really do this. Like I can track how much money I need to make. And then why not add how much money I want to have for myself that month and make it happen. So I started doing that. And from the first month of, because I got you back at around the same time that I got RBB. So it's kind of hard for me to like differentiate like, where the clients are coming from. Like, I know the ones that I book, but then there's ones that are just, like, popping up or people that I'm engaging with from the help from you in my DMs on Instagram. But in the first month, I was... Should I say my numbers? If you feel comfortable, absolutely. In my first month, I was averaging, before that, about $6,000 a month, $8,000 a month. And then, like, the month that I signed up with RBB and you was $8,000 a month. This last month, and that was... April. So April, May. Now we're in the, what, June? I don't know what day it is. June 10th. When we're recording this. Yes. So May, I was at $19,000. I know. That's so amazing. So social media is huge. Yeah. Like that is where the people are. Like that's where you have to go. And you have to actually talk to them. Like, I know your team talks to everybody on on Instagram for me, and now I'm on Facebook. So we're, like, covering both trails there, and yeah, yeah, it's amazing. It's it's the reason we've added virtual assistant support to our business, because Mm -hmm. so many business owners don't have the extra time, which I know you don't really either. You've just carved it out. Yeah. But the extra time to be going on Facebook groups and to engaging with your audience there, and Facebook is such a different platform. And so is LinkedIn than Instagram is. So now we have that offer. So if you're a business owner and you need someone to be even sending out messages or to be sending out, you know, to be in Facebook groups and responding and doing comments, that is a service we offer at SNS Creative. Uh, but it, it's something that every business owner needs. Yes. And either they're doing it themselves or our team members doing it or there's services like ours that do it. But if you're a business that's just wondering, like, why is no one coming? We are now in a different day and age for mm-hmm. business. After after the pandemic, like you cannot have a business storefront or not that's not engaging on social media i mean you can if you're really good at word of mouth and maybe you're a higher ticket offer and you're just like you're exclusive or something like that but a day-to-day regular business needs to have an online presence so completely switching gears i want to talk about so what surprised me a lot when danielle started her business before you even were ready to open we were talking about your business and i was like uh hello like why haven't you talked to me i've literally been in business school i've been doing business for 15 years or whatever so i'm curious on just someone who's been around me forever or before we got like really close when it comes to business what did you think i did sales But you were around you were around when I was doing entrepreneurial stuff too, like the fitness coaching and, and those types of businesses. Yes. Oh yes. Like I was thinking like when you were for with Grand yeah. and Toy, right? I was like doing that both was both at the same time. Yeah. So like I knew that you had uh you were helping people that had illnesses and helping them become more successful. But I don't know why my brain just did not connect the two together. Like, reach out to Natalie. She knows what she's talking about. My brain was like, let's figure this shit out on your own. Yeah, no, I think that's what so many people do. Yeah. And the reason I bring that up is because you guys heard the story. We've been best friends since we were 16, 15. And I literally went to six years of business school. 
And in those six years, I was also a hairstylist. And then I went on to do business in corporate and then had my own businesses. But my best friend didn't know what I was doing or or know the capabilities that I have. So if you're feeling like you don't want to post about your business online or you don't want to post like you you don't want to annoy people telling them what you do over and over and over, it takes nine posts, nine times of someone seeing you, nine times of someone talking to you for them to fully understand what you do and what you offer. Mm-hmm. And you're the only person, unless you have a social media team, but even then, you're the only person that sees every piece of your content. Mm-hmm. Everyone else sees like one out of nine. So tell everyone around you and start with the people closest to you. This is something I made Danielle practice is tell the people closest to you what you do and who you are with confidence, especially if you're a new business owner, because that that's the hard part. And I guarantee even actually recently, I asked my dad what I did. And he said, you're a fitness something. And I'm like, no, dad, no. I mean, he knows now after that conversation, that was like a few months ago, but I'm like, you think he would know. (laughs) My mom knows. He knows now because we laugh about it. But um, yeah, so the people, I guarantee family members of mine don't know what I do, Mm -hmm. even though I talk about it all the time on social media. So that's something to just put, bring to the forefront. Do you think, I mean, I guess everyone knows that you own Bloom. Yeah. But I guarantee they don't know what you're doing. No. They probably think you're just doing lashes. (laughs) Yeah. And that's a huge thing too. Like when you're looking back, when I'm looking back at the biggest step that I took was stopping doing services Mm. and working for my business rather than in it. Yeah. And that for me was such a struggle because I got into doing what I wanted to do because I wanted to connect with women and I wanted to get to know people on a personal level and build friendships with them. When I had to step away from those people that have now followed me for four years, I felt like I was saying goodbye to friends and like I was going to lose them. Mm. And that was so hard for me to step back. Yeah. But as soon as I stepped back, yes, some of them left. But some of them are staying and they are seeing my other girls just so that they get to see me for a little bit. And they will message me before their appointment being like, hey, Danielle, are you meeting today? <laughs> like, like today, I'm like, I'm so sorry. I'm not like I'm in meetings today. I'm hopefully in two weeks, I'll be able to see you. But yeah, just like making those connections. And but then also now when I'm reaching out to people and working for my business, I'm still getting to know women. Yeah. And I'm still connecting with them. And they are still talking to me about personal things, building friendships that way. And it's just not in person. It's just different. And it's harder to get used to. But as soon as I did make that step, it was the best decision that I've made. Yeah. And it's also a feeling of like loss of control, because it's something that I deal with in my business too, Mm -hmm. right? Is now I have management in place that takes care of clients. And even then, like, I had an employee who had to like kind of be, and she's the most amazing, but she had to tell me in a way that like, hey, Natalie, like you asked me to handle all client stuff, but like you're still doing it and you're still replying. So now I'm confused if I should be doing it or not or when or not. And it was like such an eye-opening thing. Thank gosh for that employee. Thank gosh for that because it really was an eye-opening moment for me to be like, oh, shit, yeah, no, I do want to take a step back and and grow the business versus focusing on putting out fires on a day-to-day basis. Um, But it is like that, like, what am I? It's tough to just hand over or to not be in control too, right? And and know that 
someone might do it in a different way and not the exact way that you you're going to do it. Yeah. And for me being a perfectionist, that's tough on me, but that's why I've hired a team that and now I can completely trust and hand things over. And I'm, sometimes I'm going to make changes because I am the owner, but overall that that's comes back to hiring again is having a team that you can confidently hand over those clients or hand over those services and not be like, oh, that client messaged me tomorrow and being like, I'm so unhappy, right? Like, I don't get those. Yeah. And I'm sure things happen in, in a service-based business, but overall. Well, your business feels like it's your baby. It is. Right? Yeah, it is your baby. It literally is your yeah. baby. Yeah. yeah. You're like handing your baby to people and being like, here you go. Please take care of her. In your own way. In your own way. But do what I tell you. <laughs> and <laughs> please follow my instructions. And take care of, like, everything for me. Okay, I'll see her later. <laughs> and then another thing is when they mess up, like, learning yeah. how to handle that in a professional, but also in a way that helps people grow, mm -hmm. learn in their own way, but also give them, like, the firm leadership. That's something that is not hard for me, but something that I've had to really work on over the last few years, too, is knowing how to... Not just be like a pushover, kind of like you said before you left, let that girl go, that mm -hmm. they, you know, you were their friend versus their boss. Yes. It's such a different balance. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And the attitudes that I had in right. Bloom that would speak to me with major attitude and I would be like, uh -huh. <laughs> do you not know that I'm your boss? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So bad. Yeah. yeah. So the floor is yours. Is there anything you want to talk about? Anything you want to promote? Anything that you have coming up in your business? Yeah. So we are venturing into our academy. Lash training and teeth whitening training is something that I've always done. Like once I was certified for that. But teaching has always been my passion. Like when I was younger, I always wanted to be a teacher. But then yet I always loved beauty. So the fact that now I have the beauty portion, I love being able to teach. I've had a few students here and there. It's been great. Like I really enjoy teaching. So I'm now throwing all of my time and my energy into making the academy. Bloom, the location that we have right now at 1851 Portage Avenue is my first stone. Like I have another location that I would love to open and it being my academy, and then having another Bloom location where we have, like, hair anesthetics. So the academy, though, is huge. I am so excited about that. I have already talked to some of my girls that are working on um, becoming educators as well, and we will have a team of educators for this academy. Just so many so many goals. I want to say dreams, but that's not because it's not dreams. Dreams aren't reality. Goals are what's happening, right? Yeah. So yeah. Um, and right now we are offering the Lash Lift and Tint course for free with any registration of another course. So whether it be teeth whitening or brow lamination, uh, lash extension courses, classic or volume. And then also everybody needs to know that when they get a course through me, it's not goodbye as soon as they leave like I will be their mentor until they don't need me anymore that is something that a lot of people when they're talking to me tell me like oh yeah I got this education but then I was thrown out into the wolves pretty much and I didn't know what the heck to do and now I'm taking a course for a second time and I'm like well why didn't you reach out to your educator and they're like well they didn't they stopped replying to me mm -hmm. And I'm like, well, that's not cool. Yeah. <laughs> you can't just be off on your own like that. Like, they need to help you. For so sure. that is something that I feel like is going to set my academy apart from other academies. Yeah. 
where I'm still going to be there for them whenever they need me. Yeah. So these classes are already actually available. If you're listening from Winnipeg, you can already sign up for one of these classes at Bloom. You will get the five-star treatment. You will be able to be educated by Danielle. The Lash Lift and Tint is actually free with the purchase of any other course. So if you purchase the Lash Extension course or the Teeth Whitening course, any of her courses, you get the Lash Lift and Tint course for free. So make sure you check that out. Check the show notes. The link to her website will be there. Financing is available. The link to her Instagram will also be there. So make sure you follow her. And I would love to know if you liked this episode because we can record more for you guys and tell more stories. We have a lot of stories. You guys, we got chased by a bear. Oh my God, I forgot about that. We're not going to talk about that. If you want to hear about that, I want you to send me like a bear emoji or something, okay? So, (laughs) or send Danielle one. So if you want to follow Danielle on Instagram, her handle is at Bloom Aesthetics Inc. B-L-O-O-M-E-S-T-H-E-T-I-C-S-I-N-C. Don't worry, it will be in the show notes below. You can click on it. Her website will be available there too. If you want to take one of the courses, it's you can just check out the website or you could send her a DM to ask some more questions. She answers all her DMs, so you will be talking directly to Danielle. And I hope you guys want to hear another episode from us. Remember, dream big, it's possible for you, and your next version of success is around the corner. Bye! Bye!